What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girls Podcast. One half here of your favorite fat duo. Uh, my depression is just really bad today, dude. I was trying to get, put some energy into that, but I'm just like not fucking into it. Um, so let's start off. Ladies with and gentlemen, our... welcome to the last episode of the year, and we're titling this the emo episode. It's like we're gonna find Tony in a closet. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's a <laughs> no. Big actually, this is not only the last episode of the year. This is the last episode of our season. We're going to be moving into technically, if you want to get technical, it would be a season two. But how we cut up our episodes from January to December, this is season three. Um, well, the next episode, not this one. This is the very last one. We're going to have to call the next one something special, like year one or something. Um, fucking, well, actually, hold on. Let's Let's go with the routine. I always... I always do this because I feel like it's important. So as people know, I usually ask Austin how he's doing. But instead of doing that, I'm going to give it a twist. Austin, how was that bathroom break you just took? <laughs> he's um, like, I got rubs. I finally have a toilet in the basement, so I don't have to go upstairs. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, where the toilet is, there's a giant hole in the wall, so you're all exposed. So every poop is really stressful because you're just waiting for a psychopath killer to come down the stairs and see you on a, taking a dump. Because what are you going to yeah. do if a psycho killer comes and tries to kill you while you're on the foot? You can't like stand up and run away. Especially you're when you're stuck. taking a giant shit. Like, yeah, you're what stuck. are you supposed to do? So I don't know. Like, damn it, maybe I was wrong about this. I saw um, a story that came out. Uh, well, maybe I should start from the beginning. So. WWE is having a Madison Square Garden show, which is a big deal because Madison Square Garden is home to WWE. Every big event has taken place there for WWE, so naturally people are like following the news on it, and apparently people were pissed because a bunch of talent was pulled from the card. Uh, Roman Reigns, Big E, Bianca Belair, Shinsuke Nakamura, fucking pretty much Seth Rollins, all the big names were like pulled at the last minute. And then I guess it came out, I'm reading on some of these articles, I don't know how true they are though, because these are all dirt sheet articles that just smear wrestling. Apparently, the talent that I just named, those are some of like a bunch of talent and producers that were, <laughs> that tested positive for COVID-19. Right. So they won't be going, Roman Reigns is, I'm almost guessing his is because he survived cancer, he doesn't want to be around it. That was why he didn't show up at WrestleMania a few years ago, because he had cancer after he won the champion. So, yeah, he had to let it go right away, and he was gone for almost a year. Comes back because he's fine, and he's recovered, and he survived. And he was going to go to WrestleMania to face uh, Goldberg for the Universal Champion. Well, that got shelved because COVID hit. And he was like, dude, I'm not going to be... I can still get really sick, especially because he's a cancer survivor. So, you know, I don't blame him for that, but they basically waited right. for his big storyline, his big break. So now that this all comes out, they're saying that he was pulled for the Madison Square Garden event. It's either going to be that he did test positive or he's not going because of all these people that did test positive. Like one person they know for sure is going is edge, but the card changed. It was supposed to be edge and Seth Rollins, 
Well, Rollins isn't going probably because he tested positive. So now it's Edge and I think Kofi Kingston. I'm not sure. But, like, they completely changed up the whole card. And this event might have already happened because it was a house show, which isn't on TV. As far as I know, let me take a minute to look at these. I want to make sure I got the right info. Because, again, these are all dirt sheet fucking things I'm looking at. These are basically, like, to the well, the writers are like some of the biggest names in wrestling history, but they still report on opinion and assumption. Right. Half the time they're right. So here's one. Okay, so this is actually resourceful. Comicbook.com is actually a very it, it they don't produce a lot of facts, but they produce the story. It's straightforward, it's not opinionated. So from what we have here. WWE has reportedly stopped testing its talent for COVID-19. Fightful Select reports that the move came down <laughs> over the holiday weekend when development talent or developmental talent at the WWE Performance Center being notified that the COVID testing would no longer be mandatory. Those development talents were being tested twice a week. For superstars on the WWE main roster, which is Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, the company decided to notice, uh, notify them via an email, though it isn't clear if those who are fully vaccinated are no longer being tested or if it includes unvaccinated individuals as well. In either case, there are reports that some of the people in WWE weren't thrilled with receiving the news. Um, it looks like... Hmm. Okay, so some of this is because the main talent found out about this and they weren't happy, so they basically backed out of this event. Oh, and it's their right. Well, it's their right to do so because even though they're contracted, this is considered being put in harm's way. So they're they're allowed to. It's an obligation they can't do. That being said, there probably will be consequences down the road. But it looks like the reason they halted testing um, is when reports surfaced of WWE superstars being forced to miss live events because of positive cases. So yeah, some of them backed out. Some of them couldn't go because of what's going on. And that looks like detail. Okay, oh, this is what I'm looking for right here. Details on WWE's moves, including the, what the company will do to keep day one, the next pay-per-view slotted for January 1st, from going forward. The hope is that even if talents are unable to perform on the holiday tour events, the WWE day one pay-per-view is far enough away that anyone that does test positive will be cleared to perform by one one twenty two as that show is currently 10 days away. So it does sound like a lot of this has to do with the fact that some of them did back out because of this uh, new policy and some did get sick. As far as names go, I'm still looking that up, but Roman Reigns, uh, let's see who else, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Shitsuke Nakamura, Bianca Belair, Zelina, are all people, well, and Seth Rollins, they're all people that will not be showing up at that event or some further events down the road. How does that work, though? Because this is what's weird to me. Big E is the WWE champion for Raw. Roman Reigns is the universal champion for SmackDown. Arguably, he's the one carrying the company right now. I fucking hate him, and his character gets on my nerves. But rightfully so, I won't deny the success that he's had. It just doesn't make sense to me because those are basically their flagship talent so <laughs> we'll see how this goes but it looks like this also impacts AEW because Kenny Omega with AEW was out for a surgery 
And looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the year because of COVID. I don't know what the deal is behind that, but oh, Brian Danielson will also be out for a couple weeks. Who the fuck else? Oh, there's more names. Becky Lynch, she's one of them that won't be at the show. Charlotte Flair will not be at the show. Dr. Britt Baker for AEW will not be in some further events. I wonder why this is happening like this, though. This is kind of funky. Well, it's happening in the NFL, too. Yeah, that's what they just mentioned. The NFL is going through this right now. Yeah, yeah the NFL has had problems. They had, we had games on Tuesday night because they had to postpone games because there was um, – like the, the Browns had 24 – like twenty no, it's twenty seven. Had twenty seven people out with because of COVID. Right, or it's something related. So, like, obviously, I think the biggest thing is probably these. Um, they're in the industry where that's kind of not preventable because you can wear the mask all you want and you could be vaccinated. The science clearly says, and there's that word science, that you can still catch it. And you got to remember these are events where like thousands of people are coming together. Whether they spread them apart or not, make them wear masks, whatever fucking procedure they take, you're still yeah, possibly going to get Everybody's it. Everybody's going to get it at this point. Yeah, and it's like a cesspool, basically. When you got all those people in a fucking stadium, there's a pretty high chance a lot of people are going to catch it, including the talent. So that kind of makes sense. It's just weird how this suddenly happened because yeah, for the, the last year, it wasn't a topic. Yeah, the NFL decided to stop of testing people who aren't showing symptoms because so many people weren't showing that so many people were not showing systems and they just get tested randomly and oh you turns out you actually have covid so now you gotta go home well and that's a waste of time and money because you know those cost money dude. those ain't cheap i can almost guarantee it yes they have the money to pocket that but that's like you're testing the same person for weeks on end. They're not catching anything. You're wasting money there. If they show symptoms, okay, that makes sense. And at least then they can kind of track it down. Like, okay, for example, this football player at this game has tested positive. Who was he with in the last 24 hours? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so then you can kind of go down the line. Him. Yeah, everybody who's with us in 48 hours has to get tested. And then, yeah, so. Right. Yeah. As opposed to the referee that wasn't near him for like a good couple of days. Like, that makes sense. But regularly testing them seems like a waste of money, time, and fucks up everything. But there was a rumor floating around, and I don't know if this is true for the NFL, but at least in WWE alone, there was a big rumor going around that they had let employees know that if you don't get vaccinated, you will be removed. And um, so far, nobody's been removed, but... That was like one of the biggest rumors going around. And so they've been trying to correct that statement numerous times. This could be a result of that too, but who knows? Because the thing is, is that's a big company and Biden made it clear that while the mandate is basically not happening right now, he is still saying that those bigger companies are allowed the opportunity to do so. WWE is a big company. The company I work for does the same thing. Like they still are like, no, you have to get it. I wouldn't say it's lawful, but I would say it's kind of in their rights to do so since it is a private company. I mean, it's not necessarily a mandate, but like if I had a company and it was up to me to say like who gets vaccinated and who doesn't, I think I can make that part of the stipulation and you can easily quit and I'll find someone that will follow it. I could be wrong, but that seems pretty reasonable. 
Yeah. Hold um, on. The NFL has a bunch of unvaccinated, unvaccinated players, and they're all just fine. And so they have that issue, though, too, with fucking COVID. Yeah, really popular, um, kind of publicly, Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. And, wasn't uh, he getting a lot of shit for speaking out against it, though? Well, he said in a press conference, he said that I am immunized. Right. And, and, uh, and, and then he got COVID and they said that he's not vaccinated. So like, what do you right. mean you're immunized? You said you were vaccinated. He goes, no, I did. I said I was immunized. I you can get you right. can be immunized a multiple ways, and they're like, no, wait, no. <laughs> it's true though, because you know, like, I don't agree with a lot of the shit Joe Rogan says, but when I listen to his show lately, he's been talking a lot about how you have antibodies. That's just a fact. There's such thing as an immune system, but that whole thing is just being shut down in favor of this agenda. And that's totally true, dude. Like these companies and a lot of these places are acting as if there's no such thing as an immune system in yeah. favor of a vaccine. And that's kind of bullshit, but yeah, you, know. you should absolutely, um, natural immunity and vaccinated immunity should be treated the same way. I agree. Like, I think people have a misunderstanding of me and I've had to say this numerous times, but I never once have been like, you shouldn't get vaccinated. If you want to get vaccinated, then do it. You know, that's totally on you. I don't, I don't support the mandate. You know, I don't support saying that people have to be vaccinated. That doesn't make any sense because there is such thing as natural immunity and some people's immune systems are better than others. I mean, I really think it should just be up to you, but I also think that, Yes, a company can be allowed to make those calls. It's just fucked up, though, in my opinion. I think that's so shitty, especially when a president gets involved and says we're going to make everyone do it. Like, that's that's some Orwellian shit. That's creepy. Uh, fucking, there was something I was going to talk about in terms of wrestling, though. I just can't remember now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought you might like this. And I'm going to fucking hate you for being so happy about this. Jeff Hardy was let go by WWE uh, a couple weeks I ago. I saw that. It was, I was bullshit. Like, I was like, oh, shoot, Greg Hardy? Son of a bitch. I knew you were going to be like, ha, ha, Greg Hardy. I don't know what the story is, but according to what we do know is that he refused to take a drug test. Or no, no, no. He refused to go to rehab, meaning that they probably had probable cause that he was doing drugs. But he walked out on his last night. Uh, wasn't on TV. It was a you know a house show event, but he just left. And he looked like shit, I guess, and he was really sluggish. But he had said that he's in a good place mentally and he's happy now, blah, blah, blah. So who knows what's going to happen with him. I think he's a little too old at this point. He needs to slow down because he was trying to wrestle as if he was 20 again. And he's like late 40s or mid 40s. He is way too old to be doing that too cool for school extreme shit. His brother, in my opinion, Matt Hardy has found success over an AEW I feel like they misuse him a lot, but he's basically a wise old man over there. He's a guidance character, you know, like he guides some team called private party, which I think are just a rip off of like new day and a couple other wrestling promotion, promotional teams. But he's found more success over there in the recent years because his heyday in WWE was late nineties, early two thousands. 
once everything happened in the mid 2000s with Edge and Lita, I feel like that's when his character kind of got the shaft with WWE and he just wasn't interesting anymore. And, you know, he was uh, just like his brother Jeff. They were fired. They quit, let go. But they all they just kept coming back and coming back. So, like, there's a big chance Jeff Hardy will come back. But I think he's just way too old to be doing it. If he goes anywhere, he should go to AEW, in my opinion, because AEW is fucking cool. That music is beautiful, whatever that is. That sounded really soothing. I don't know what the hell that was, but Jesus, <laughs> wow. Austin was like, what the fuck is it? It's like, hello, my name's Chevy Chase. <laughs> and tonight we're going to be talking about going to sleep. And he's like, that's we're clearly not Chevy Chase. <laughs> 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 that's some Irish, dude. No, have you seen those where, like, it's um, it's like a promotional thing for an ad on how to get better sleep. And it's if you pay a premium of, like, $30 or $60 a year, you can listen to, like, famous celebrities' voices as they talk you to sleep. Yeah, and they're like, they, they sound famous let's, shit, though. Let's talk about the tale of the three pigs. One pig built his house out of straw. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's the problem is they're telling those stories and I'm like, dude, these don't make me go to sleep. They make me wonder what happens next. <laughs> it's a whole story and I want to know. I'm going to stay up. Like, last night's a good example. We got done recording. Dude, I didn't go to bed till like 12 and I should have been in bed earlier, but I wasn't Lord. tired anymore. I was sitting there and I was just staring off into space watching movies and I have this problem where if I don't put my phone down, I'll stay up because I watch movies as if I've never seen them before from beginning to end. And if I don't finish watching them, I feel like I'm betraying myself. Like, dude, I've seen Halloween a million times. I've seen Sinister a thousand times. I was up last night watching Sinister 2, which I've seen like numerous times as well. I was watching it as if I had never seen it before in my life. And I wasted a good hour and like 30. I could have been doing something productive like sleeping. And instead, I, you know, I was just chilling there watching that. And then I was like, oh, fuck, it's like 12. I need to get my ass to bed like now. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then I ended up waking up like 440 because I was so worried about waking up on time. And I was so stressed out. I didn't wait till my alarm would go off. So I got up like 20 minutes earlier than I should have. And it's weird. It, it seems like if I get less sleep, I'm more likely to get up faster compared to when I get rested, because then I wake up like, oh, fuck. I'm tired. But if I go to bed like that, knowing I only get four or five hours of sleep, dude, I'm like out of bed, like quick. And I think it's just the adrenaline, the fear of being late to work, <laughs> which you don't get until you have a serious job. Because, <laughs> no, my, my mentality has changed. Back in the day, I used to not give a shit if I was late. But now I'm like, fuck, dude, if I'm late, I'm the biggest piece of shit there. And that's just how it feels. I mean, I really wish more people would have that mentality when it comes to getting to work on time. Assholes. <laughs> I work in a industry where a lot of people don't give a shit about showing up on time. We'll just put it that way. Man, I got a little story to tell you real quick. So I forgot to mention this on the last episode when we were talking about Christmas. My um, mom... And my uh, gift bags you got me it had all the shit I mentioned, like Advil and candy and all this stuff. Well, yeah. she knows I like nicotine pouches, and that's been like my current addiction I'm kicking. She buys me two packs of um, this nicotine 
product called On. On isn't bad, but it's not Zen. I prefer Zen. On is actually like th- two or three more milligrams higher than Zen is, but they just taste like shit. They're not as good as Zen. To me, Zen is like the perfect product. Zen, I always get six milligram coffee. That's my go-to. She bought me On coffee flavor, four milligram, not eight. Eight is the highest you can go. I always get the highest one. Zen only goes to six. She bought me two packs of On Coffee, four milligram. And I didn't realize it until I opened it up the other day. I was opening the shit up and I was like, oh, these aren't the ones that I wanted. These ain't going <laughs> to do anything. I was so irritated. But like, it's the thought that counts, right? So you know what I did? I was like, I bet if I put two in my mouth, I'll get the same effect as an eight milligram. <laughs> so I put them both in. It worked, but what a waste. I was like, oh, no. I should have told her, like, hey, I'm a big guy, so I usually need a higher dosage of anything to feel any effect. And that's the absolute truth. Chanel, for example, can take two Advil, and it works for her. Dude, two Advil is going to do nothing for me. It will do absolutely nothing. I need, like, four of them. Tylenol, I need two or three of them. Soda, I need, like, two of them to wake up. Coffee, couple cups alcohol i have to drink like a whole 12 pack of beer to fill anything i'm such a big dude that it takes more to be like an effect on my body i used to think i was just weird but apparently my dad's the same way and he was like oh yeah dude i would need to chug a whole bottle of robitussin just to see anything and i was like you trying to hallucinate like what the fuck are you talking about he's like no i mean like to actually work and i was like yeah i can feel that dude because if I take one teaspoon or tablespoon of fucking NyQuil, it won't do anything. I have to have, like, double dosage. And that's not healthy, but the bigger you are, the more you need. It's the same with marijuana. I learned in my past that because I'm a bigger guy, I have to smoke more to fill anything. Granted, I chose to stay away from that because I knew that was going to be a problem. That's why I kind of started, you know, stopping on certain things like not drinking too much soda and alcohol. But now I'm stuck with this situation with the nicotine pouches where I'm like, shit, I'm at the point where even the highest dosage isn't doing anything for me anymore. I've developed like a, what's that called? A tolerance. Yeah. But I was like four milligrams, bro. This is just going to taste like coffee. (laughs) That's it. It's not going to do anything. And I felt like such an ungrateful bastard. I was like, dude, she tried. Like, she knows I like him. And so she went out of her way to do that for me. To most people, that's weird because that's like a kid. That's like if you were to tell a story about your mom buying you a bottle of liquor, you know, like a whiskey bottle, and everyone looks at you like, why the fuck would your mom supply that to you? That sounds weird, but when you have like a connection with your parent on that level, it's meaningful. Like when I was younger, you know, I was 18, 19 years old, right before I moved out, I smoked cigarettes a lot. My mom would buy me a pack of cigarettes for my birthday or like a carton of cigarettes for Christmas. That sounds horrible. I know how it sounds, but it's like an emotional connection because she smoked and I smoked. Or same with uh, vaping. You know, I used to vape a lot. You know that. She'd buy me the cartridges for it. It sounds weird, but it's uh, it's something you share with your parent, and that happens to be what I share with my mom, and she knows I like the nicotine pouches, and she's a smoker. Well, vapor. She don't smoke cigarettes no more. But... You know, we're both on that same level of understanding with nicotine and tobacco and all that. So it's more meaningful when we do stuff like that for each other. But it sounds terrible in retrospect. Austin's like, I never once thought, thanks, Mom. I'm really glad you bought me an eight ball. 
the fuck is this? If that ever happened, I, never... I could find ways for us to sell it. <laughs> we got it. We got this. We'll sell it right out from under us. Oh, since like I never once was like, thanks, mom. This bag of crystals is really great. <laughs> mom, you got any more? It's that? like, um... <laughs> ow. I have a piece of skin that's like loose from my nail, dude. And I want to pull it so it'll go away, but I feel like the pain's just going to be intensified if I do. Sorry. It's been bothering me all day. Ow, fuck me. Hold on. Almost got it. Son of a bitch. Oh, well, fuck it. Um, speaking of COVID, though, as we were previously talking about, let's talk about Omicron or Omicron, whatever the fuck it's called. Omicron. Um, yeah, that's what Ben Shapiro's been doing, and it makes me laugh every time he does it because I'm like, I forget he does it. <laughs> but um, I, I saw this meme, and it was like, you think Omicron, Omicron is bad? Wait till you see Megatron. <laughs> yeah. Way too I was like, Jesus, that would Yeah, dude, that would blow. I'm like, oh, it reminded me, though, that stupid one I posted, like, shit, you think Delta's bad? Wait till you hear about Ligma. The <laughs> 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 Ligma variant. But, uh, no, the reason I want to talk about it is because everywhere I go, everywhere I'm at, I hear about how Omicron, Omicron is so deadly. And it's not, bro. Have you looked at the fucking stats on this thing? Yeah, I hope my grandma saw Omicron. Right, it's not bad like they're saying it is, dude. The news is, like, making it sound horrible, which is no shocker. But I was reading shit off of the CDC website, bro. You know I don't even trust them. And they're saying it's mild symptoms. Or, like, mild cases. But these, you know, these articles are coming out. Uh, spikes. There's gonna be more deaths. Or I'm sure you heard about what Biden said, right? It's gonna be a cold winter. Yeah, a deadly winter. <laughs> cold, deadly winter for those who are unvaccinated and the hospitals yeah. <laughs> who are about to fill up. Like, like he was, like he, at, he was talking like he was the Oracle of Delphi, sitting up on a big glass thing. Yeah, like what the fuck? My favorite it thing. Was clearly... my, fa- my favorite thing this week was when the guy was like, okay. Talk to you later, and let's go, Brandon. And uh, Joe Biden yeah, said, "Yeah, I agree. let's go, Brandon. I agree." <laughs> <laughs> and you Dude, can see he's you can see his wife's face just. <laughs> oh no! Like, what is wrong with you, <laughs> Dude? He's really fucking just losing his shit. That or he was poking fun at them, like, "Yeah, ha ha ha, asshole." I really believe he's just lost. That dude's on an island, doesn't even know he's president. Damn, I re-downloaded Snapchat today, dude. So, um, I didn't talk about this recently, but I was going to. I watched a documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Have you heard of it? Uh, I don't think so. So, it's a documentary that's done by all these, like, ex- employees co-founders and like people that did uh a lot of like behind the scenes stuff for google twitter facebook tiktok and all that it's about how they all came together and they were talking about how bad social media is and it's 
basically about how horrible screen time can be for you and all that. And I learned shit on there that I didn't even know. You know, like obviously being on your phone 24-7 is not good. It's an addiction we're all fighting. But according to this documentary, there's conversations that aren't being had, which is when you're looking at stuff like Twitter and Facebook, you get that dopamine, that fucking that high and you get stuck wanting to do more of it. And this guy who was like a, he used to be a designer for Google had said in the documentary, like, you know, we were told to find a way to make this addicting. They're like, we want you to not put your phone down. We want you to use this product more and more because it's paid for by the sponsorships and all this shit. So, you know, it's not necessarily to shit on social media. It's just saying like, hey, there's a problem that we need to worry about that we're not addressing. Suicide rates are like at an all-time high in teenagers because of things like social media. And a lot of it has to do with COVID and stuff like that because there's misinformation now. And then there's people bickering about censorship. And there's all these problems that nobody saw coming. But, you know, long story short, it taught me like, damn, I really got to pay attention to how much time I spend on this device. And, you know, like a big part of it was like, you know, there's families rejecting each other because they're on their phone 24-7. There's people that can't put the phone down and hang out with each other. Like, it's really bad for you. But it's all about, you know, self-discipline and shit. And so I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I'm going to monitor what I do. I may get rid of some stuff. I got rid of Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And then I told Olivia, I sat her down, I was like, hey, I'm going to have you watch this documentary with me because maybe you'll better understand why I am so worried about you being on a tablet 24-7 because I don't think the way I'm wording it is really helping. So let's watch this, and I'll explain to you in a nutshell what they're saying because it's more of a documentary for adults. Well, we never did that. I got lazy and started playing on my phone. I re-downloaded Instagram a day after I deleted it. (laughs) And... Like, friggin' not even three days later, I I just made a new Snapchat today. So, it's really not working great for me. Twitter, I've successfully gotten rid of because I fucking hate it. Like, I loved it for the reason I hate it, dude. I used to go on there and snipe trolls. Like, literally for a long, long time, dude, my Twitter name was the Troll Troller. I would go and look for trolls and troll them, dude. Like, it was fun. It was a hobby, man. This was something that like I dedicated my time to. I was like, I got to put in shift hours on this shit. Like, I was wasting so much time on it that I started seeing the problem. I was like, wait a minute. This shit's depressing. I hate this. And I'm just arguing with people. And I'm paying attention to what they're saying to where it literally steals time from my life. It makes me want to go waste it to argue with them some more. It's fucking super toxic. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just stop tweeting. That didn't work, dude, because I was still going on there to look at news, and everybody always has an opinion. Twitter is known for that. It's open to everybody, and that's fine. I think that it's a fine forum, but if you're someone that can't handle it and you get too involved like I did, it's not good for you, and you need self-discipline. If you can't have self-discipline, then you don't need to be on it. Right. And I, I don't have that, so I just got rid of it, and I haven't gone back since. I don't miss it at all either. The only part of it I miss is being able to shit on the LGBT community. That was fun. I did that for fun. I know how I know how I sound, dude. I probably really do sound like a fucking hateful person when it comes to the lesbian, gay, bi, trans, pan, ant man. You know, 
I sound like an asshole when it comes to that community. It's because I am. I don't hate them, dude. I just hate everything that they do to monopolize off people's feelings. That is another shitty corporation. It goes back to that that old saying, just because a company talks about you does not mean they care about you. You know what I'm saying? And LGBT is really good for this. They bully companies into changing their logo to the fucking pride flag so that they can make money off of people. I hate that fucking LGBT shit because it's just like BLM. It's a fucking organization meant to divide people. So I took my personal time to go and bully these people. (laughs) And I didn't like bully just anybody, bro. I was bullying like big time execs and shit. People that were like full on like I am he, here, they, them, dead, when, like, they had all these made-up names and shit, and they were, like, big-time influencers or content creators, I was purposely reaching out to them and fucking with them just because it was funny to see them get mad. It wasn't that I hated the companies that they were trying to represent. I mean, that was part of it. It was also just that I loved making them upset because it was funny to see how mad they'd get. You know how you have a relative that you like to pick on because it's funny to see them get mad? Yes, for sure. That's what that's what that was. It wasn't because I hated them. I don't hate gay people. I don't hate trans people. I hate the idea that they're allowed to have privilege and that they're allowed to be inseparable from consequences. I hate this idea that they're so perfect they're not punishable. But we are. Like That pisses me off. I'm like, no, dude. You're just like everybody else. And Dave Chappelle said it best in his stupid comedy sketch when he was like, when the fuck has anyone in America ever given a fuck about how any of us feel inside? It's the truth. It's like a jealousy thing. You're like, dude, why should we feel sorry for you when no one's ever felt sorry for anybody? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a jealousy thing for sure. But it was fun to watch these people get upset. So I miss that. But it's also good, and I'm not picking on people anymore. I really was picking on people. It's kind of not healthy. But yeah, that's um, how that's going. It is definitely fun, though. Yes, it is, dude. It's like a sport. (laughs) It's one thing to debate with friends and, like, piss them off over Facebook. But doing that on Twitter, to me, was like a sport. It was like, I'm here for the thrill of the hunt. If this was the Predator movie, I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wait, no, 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 I take that back. I'm the Predator. But the thing is, the Predator dies at the end, so I didn't want to be the Predator. But, I, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I was like, dude, it was just, it was way too much fun. It was almost like getting Xbox achievements. So I decided to develop, or at least um, maintain my time better. So I got rid of Twitter, and now I'm playing my Xbox again. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I mean, it's a lot better if you ask me. I was like, okay, at least I'm doing something somewhat productive. (laughs) It's not too productive. Like, the reason I don't play video games for so long, and, you know, for as much as I can, is just because I'm not anti-gamer. I'm not anti-spending time on video games. It's just that I'm a dad, so I feel kind of guilty when I'm enjoying myself. I feel like an asshole when I'm sitting there on the controller. I'm like, damn it. I used to love doing this. But now I'm doing it again, bro. I'm currently downloading Halo Infinite, so I'll let you know when that's ready. Yeah, I mean, I have to. Like, this week, um, outside of Christmas, I, like, shut my phone off practically and just just, just, just been playing video games because I was pulling those 60, 70 hours a week. 
on the low end. Right. For the whole summer. Oh, yeah, that's like your... Plus December, I had to just, like, decompress and stop for a while. Well, see, that's why I like doing it, too. Playing video games, to me, was a way to escape reality. And not just escape reality, but to calm down. It was a way to, like, get something out of, you know, being rested. It was like, okay, I don't need to go drink or get high. I can just get that similar feeling of being happy and feeling at ease by playing a video game. And I love doing that, and that's why I'm like, damn, I miss doing it. But I was always like... I always felt guilty when I was, so then I started finding ways to make up for it, which was fucking around on my phone 24-7. And again, that's not really that healthy. You know, like, I would, um, when I could have been playing my Xbox, I would fuck around on Facebook. And dude, it's so, like, mindless. It's such a waste of time. But it's hard not to, you know? Like, one step I've taken to help me, like, not be on Facebook so much is that I turned off all my notifications for Facebook and Instagram. So I make it a part of my responsibility for myself to check in and do it. When I get notifications, I drop everything and I start looking at my phone. If I don't look at it, I kind of forget about it for a while. And then I go back later like, oh shit, I should check my phone. So it kind of like decreases my time because I'm on my phone eight hours a day, mostly when I'm at work, probably more because I'm at home but I've cut it down to just a couple hours a day. So, you know, it's working, but I decided to take that time that I was wasting doing that and going and playing my Xbox or at least like, you know, reading my Kindle. Cause I have a Kindle. I hardly touch cause I love to read, but I can never find the time cause I'm fucking around on my phone. Right. I know it's kind of the same thing cause I'm staring at a screen, but I'm reading a book. It's a little bit different than sharing useless information and memes. But, dude, it's fun. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. It's so fun. Like, I don't know how to explain it to people because my dad's always saying, like, why are you always on that phone? Why do you post stuff on the Internet? It's there forever. What are you going to do when you're 80? And I'm like, Dad, no person that sits at home or at work on their phone 24-7 will ever live to see 80. Like, mentally and physically speaking, you will not live that long, I promise. But I, I was just like, Dad, you don't understand. This shit is fun. And he's like, what's so fun about looking at something that's supposed to be comical and it's a stupid little box with stupid words? That's not how he sounds, but it's in a nutshell how the, you know, 90s I'm disappointed in you, Dad, sounds. Right. Yeah, so, you know, I made him sound a little too extreme, but that's basically what he's saying. And I'm like, dude, I know how childish this sounds. Even I'll admit it's stupid, but it's so fun. Like, you have no idea how great and rewarding it is to share a meme that gets likes, laughs, and people talking. Like, you feel like a king for a little bit. Or what's the word? A meme lord. What a waste. Like, I'll admit it. It's a waste of time, but it's so fun, dude. It's like, how can you not want to do it? I understand kids that are like, I love being on my phone. I really do. I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm just like, dude, it's not healthy for you because you'll do what I do and <laughs> bully people on Twitter. And I'm not openly admitting to like bullying them and saying Chrissy Teigen shit. Like you should kill yourself. Take a dirt nap. Take a dirt nap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's still the funniest thing in the world. A dirt nap. <laughs> I still die when I hear that word, dude. I'm not doing shit like that. I'm just like poking fun at the bear. I'm like, hey, you're not non-binary. You should grow up. <laughs> Little things like that. 
which to them is like a cherry bomb or a nuke. I take that back. That None of that made sense. To them, the reaction is like a nuke. You say one little thing like that, it's like as if you were to light off a sparkler and wave it around in their face, but they see the sparkler as the atomic bomb. They're like, oh shit, he's opening the sun on Japan again. That's kind of what that is. And so, you know, I'm just like, I'm picking on them, and it's definitely considered bullying, but I'm not like actively chasing them going, kill yourself, take a dirt nap, or you're useless. I don't say anything like that at all. I'm just poking fun at them. Like, one thing I did do, got into an argument with this guy who um, I knew he was going to be a problem because he had an anime cover picture for his profile. And he was talking shit to me, but I was actively ignoring him because the conversation wasn't about him. It was a, a meme somebody posted on Twitter that said, you can tell the difference between people who grew up watching South Park and people who are watching it now. And he's like, it's so offensive. It's hate speech. This is not right. They need to be held accountable because people actually die from this. There's no trans rights. But I was actively ignoring him while I was talking to somebody else and just laughing with him. So the guy finally was like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, I bet you feel big and proud repping a podcast with three followers on your Twitter page. <laughs> it's stung. I'm not going to lie. It's stung. <laughs> that would that hit home a little bit. It hit home. I was like, damn, he really got me. So I couldn't ignore it. I was like. No, you know what that, you know what that means? You know what that means? That means he's a dedicated listener. He he knew we had a podcast because he listens. He's one of Probably, the three, He scoped my page out where this son of a bitch has no followers. Why is he even <laughs> on Twitter? And it's like, because I'm bullying people. No, but like, it, it stung, dude. I was like, motherfucker. So I went and looked at his fucking profile, and I was like, sure enough, dude. I opened up his bio. There's like different flags I've never seen in my life that have to do with LGBT. So I knew I was going to have a heyday with him. I'm like, dude, okay, let's have some fun. So I responded. I was like, haha, very clever. Left it at that. And he was like, that's it? Okay, boomer. And I was like, no, that's not it. I was just trying to be nice because I didn't want to point out that you have a mental illness and I'm praying for you and I hope that you seek the help you're trying to get. I just want to know, like, did somebody touch you when you were little? Because that's the only reason you're acting this stupid. And, like, I went a little below the belt, but it was pretty did comical. Your, it, did your parents it was take clever. your Catholic church ever? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> no, like, I was being clever, but I was going below the belt. And he was like, oh, you piece of shit, homophobic. Like, you know, it, it was the the usual. And I was like, dude, it's so easy to call someone homophobe when that's all you can say. Like, you're not going to address the fact that I just said that you need help. Like, I mean that you really need help, bro. No normal person in their life acts like it's okay to pretend to be a girl when he's clearly got a penis. And I just started like, I kept poking fun at the mental illness issue and he wasn't having it, dude. It lasted like a whole week. This argument kept going and going. If he would have just not said anything about me having three followers on Twitter, this probably wouldn't have been an issue. I could have just ignored him like I was doing. But he wanted to get personal, and I was like, okay. What a fight okay. fight. Like, yeah, like, I could have been nicer to him and said, like, dude, I just need to know if you really want to go down this road because it's going to get violent verbally. <laughs> and it did. Like, I was saying shit that you probably shouldn't say online. I wasn't, like, again, let the record show. 
I wasn't saying go take a dirt nap, but I was like, dude, you need to go to a doctor to figure out what is wrong with your head or you need a knob for your door so you can just come out. Like you've got to figure out what's going on. And like I said, I was being immature and it all worked out for my benefit. It was so fucking fun. I know I sound like a piece of shit that I was saying that I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, damn, very harsh words. But the point is don't talk shit and expect the other person, you know, to do that. Like if you talk hey. shit, you're probably going to get a response. Yeah, if you can't stay, if you can't stay in the heat, stay out the kitchen. One hundred percent. And I feel like if anyone goes on to Twitter, they kind of know what they're getting into. And this wasn't a teenager; this was a man older than me, but he looked like a kid. And I saw him, and I was like, "The fuck is that, Rocky Dennis from Face?" Like he looked like a child, but apparently he had a, a man thing wife, whatever. I don't know what they call their wives. It was clearly a chick pretending to be a dude. Looked like a cat. Called himself a furry or some shit. I don't know. I can't keep up with all this shit. But they had kids, and I was like, damn, dude, you can't have kids. What the fuck? But then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything about his kids because I have kids. And it sucks hearing people talk yeah. shit to you about it, you know, as a parent. Oh, my God, though, man. Like, just seeing his profile was like enough for me. I was like, I don't know how you feel about this when you're looking at my profile, but from what I'm looking at, you're feeding me ammo. <laughs> like, the, your page says, please, throw me around. Your page opens up the idea that you have no problem being thrown into a locker. I was turning into that 1980s jock in high school, dude. It was... Ah, it was so fun. Like, <laughs> It's so unhealthy, though, man. Like, just think about it like this. I wasted time talking to someone I've never even met in my life for a week. Not right. consecutively. Obviously, there was naps in between. But, like, what a waste of fucking time. I could have been playing Xbox or doing something else. I could have been reading a book. But I was sitting there fucking around on Twitter. And, yeah, no, it's a toxic place for sure. But, I mean, I I would feel like you know what you're Dude, getting into. Everyone's heard the stories. Apparently. Hold Apparently on, you just cut out what you Belmar. say. Oh my Apparently god, yeah, I know. Well, well, I heard a little bit about it, but it's it's an ongoing story, right? Because yeah. Chanel was looking at her Facebook, and somebody posted a video on Multiple it, like, checking people. on your loved ones, active tutor. Multiple people called the story? officer were shot in the metro area on Monday evening. Crime scene near Lakewood's Belmar Shopping Center at the intersection of South Vance and West Alaska has been taped off. It's not clear if the victims were shot in the same scene. There are no word on the condition of the officer. Police have not let release information about a suspect. Nine News has a cruise to the scene to get more information. Officer tell, talks with a man who was grazed by a bullet while standing outside. Witness says he heard one shot and a series of shots at Alaska in advance. Um, that's it. So that we don't have any any idea what's going on apparently right so it's like an it's an ongoing thing huh yeah it looks like it well i remember like literally an hour ago not even chanel was talking to me like we were talking about something and she was like oh shit and i was like what and she's like dude some there's a shooting going on at belmar and i was like damn that's right down the street from us we should go check it out 
And she's like, do with what? We don't even have a car right now. I was laughing so hard at her response, dude. I was like, wait a minute. That's what you got out of what I just said? You That's didn't what think you're concerned like, about? <laughs> you were concerned about how we're going to get there? Not like, we shouldn't go? That sounds stupid. And I was joking, but like half seriously, I wanted to go see what was up. Because I like when cops get involved. I'm like, ooh, what happened? But somebody posted a video, yeah, that there was a shooting going on. And they posted the video while it was happening. Because I guess, like, like, there was one gunshot. Looks like there were two. Looks like there were were two two shootings. Two different shootings. It's like, say, um, one person shot stuff, then a cop showed, and then, um, then a little bit, a couple hours, then an hour or two afterward, then the, um, then there was an officer that was shot. Jesus. Um, one of so the I people was like... dead being the shooter. Yeah, what a fucking world that we live in. This is crazy. And so two different shootings, two hours apart. There's been an officer shot. He's in stable condition. There are two people dead. One of them is the shooter. Denver police have confirmed the shootings are connected. The This one individual responsible is very violent crime spree that took place this evening. The entire area on Belmar um, is reportedly put on lockdown. The Lakewood Police Department said it was working. An officer involved shooting in Belmar. Denver Post reporter said the staff member at the Ted's Montana Grill in Belmar from the restaurant was put on lockdown. Someone who was alleged in the area on Twitter was just at the Lakewood Belmar right in the Target parking lot. A bunch of shots rang out. Friends and I were sitting in our car. Her two dis- distinct like bursts of gunshots immediately started pulling away. Cop ran toward us, waving a gun or a taser, and told us to get out. Both Denver and Lakewood police departments were on the scene. Um, more to follow. Blah blah blah. So we don't know a lot of information right now. Sounds like it had something internally though, like with a group. Like it doesn't sound like someone was actively going around and shooting people up. It sounds like it could have been, you know, like gang related or something along those lines. I mean, it may have been, but two hours apart, an hour apart, that sounds a little flaky. Who knows? We won't know the full thing. Two hours. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I kind of wonder if it's like something with, you know, like a group of people targeting each other or if it had something to do with the police. That sucks, though. It's still not cool. It's like, fuck. Can't go anywhere, dude. That's weird that they called an active shooter, though. Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Okay, so, like, you know how, like, when you're at the mall and there's, uh, for example, the Aurora Mall. You remember that big-ass fucking brawl that took place a few years ago between all those high school kids? Or did you hear about that on the news? Yeah. Right, they labeled that an active shooter situation. And it wasn't. Like, the kids didn't come in there and start fucking people up. They came in there to meet with other rival kids to start fucking each other up. But they labeled it an active shooter because one of them had a gun or something along those lines. I think they probably do that for safety issues, but it's kind of weird. It seems a little like misinformation. So this could be an active shooter. This shooting was, there was a shooting at Colfax and Kitling. Then move. Then he moved to Belmar Shopping Center. Huh. And hold on. So it is the same person. 
It looks like there may have been three shootings. So Fuck. one at Belmar, one at Colfax and Kipling, and then the police engaged him at eight and Zuni, and there was a sh- and they exchanged gunfire there. <laughs> okay, so maybe it really is active shooter. That's fucking crazy. Like somebody with a fucking grudge and they want to take on the world so they have this idea in their head that they're going to go around and just fuck people up, take their anger out on somebody else. I'll never understood an active shooter thing. Fox 31 says five killed and officer injured, so. That's fucking horrible, man. I really... I... I would love it if they can catch these people in the act and just castrate them. I have no remorse for an active shooter. Yeah, I hope he's dead. What? Dude, no, yeah, seriously. I, like, I love when they get him. When the cops get the person successfully, whether it's arrested or dead, I love it. I'm like, good. Fucking get yeah. on them. In less depressing news, DIA is the world's third busiest airport. Yeah, I knew that because there was a study on that a few years ago about how... <laughs> The hustle and bustle life of airports is, uh, it's traumatizing for some or whatever. It was basically about like what to know if you don't know anything about the airport. And it was like, if you're flying, try to avoid these airports because they're the, they're the biggest ones. And DIA happened to be on there. And I was like, damn, is DIA really that fucking popular? And I went that one year for Vegas, dude, four o'clock in the morning, dude, it was busy as shit. Like really, really fucking busy. And I'm. Atlanta and DFW are the other um, busiest. I've been to all three of those. I've only been to DIA, and then I've I have been to um, what the fuck is the other one? It was the Vegas airport, the only one they had out there. It was it was kind of ghetto looking. It was really small too, dude. DIA is huge in comparison. Massive. The one in Vegas that I was at was like. It was like if the DIA airport took a shit. wasn't very big. DIA is like massive, dude. You could live was there. It, was it McCarran or was it North Los Angeles or North Las Vegas? Do you know? Uh, probably North Las Vegas because we weren't far away from the Strip. It was literally a limo ride, so it was probably that one. Harry Reid International Airport. Like it, it was tiny, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It was probably maybe twice the size of Adams High School. Yeah, it wasn't that big. Because DIA, you yeah. know DIA is huge. DIA uh, took me like an hour just to get from one side of the fucking airport to the middle flights. section. 40 flights have been canceled in Harriet International Airport in Las Vegas. For what? COVID? Website show 40 canceled arrivals. The cancellation could you a trend. Fox 5 has been tracking since Friday. Airlines said hundreds of cancellations are due to staff shortages. More than 700 flights entering, leaving, or flying within the U.S. have been canceled. According to the flight tracking website FlightAware, that figure is down nearly 1,000 on Saturday. More than 50 flights were already canceled by Monday. Jesus, dude. That's kind of sad. Could you imagine trying to get home and you can't get home because some freaking faggot flight attendant will 
they can't they can't hire enough flight attendants. Bro, that would blow because you're stuck there. Like, have you ever seen that movie? Um, it's got oh, Tom Hanks. Stuck in Las Vegas. Yes. You know what I'm talking uh, about? The Terminal. The Terminal. Yeah, that's a fucked up movie. That's he gets such stuck a there. good movie. No, it's a great movie, bro. That's oh, that is such that's a good one of movie. the. It's one of the few like romance movies that I really enjoy. I mean, anything with Tom Hanks I enjoy, but it's clearly a but romance film. But it's also about loss. When he's doing the freaking t- tile and the freaking guy walks in, he goes, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> and he gets a job, dude. Like, did yeah, you know that was based on a story. <laughs> yeah, like that really happened to a guy. That's fucking crazy. Like, but it goes to show that you can successfully live in an airport. Homeless people have been known to do it too. All you need is money. I mean, it doesn't work if you're homeless, but <laughs> if you're stuck there, it can be it's doable. God, that would blow, dude. And I got mad because our flight was delayed by two hours. I'm over there bitching about two hours. These people are like, when is the next flight? <laughs> they don't know. That's horrible. Imagine like, oh my god. Because, dude... Airports are really, really uncomfortable. DIA has that hotel now out there, but it's still yeah. quite a travel. You can't like walk across the street. But imagine the ho- you know, the fucking airports that don't have hotels anywhere nearby, and you have to sleep in the airport, dude. Those chairs are super uncomfortable. They're not fluffy friendly either, dude. I sat in one, and I swear to God, the sidebars were like going up my ass. That's how big I am. I was like, this sucks. And I got up to walk around. And it's literally like a, it's like Walmart, dude. Everything is designed for you to want to buy it. All the end caps or all the little mini, like mini stores, they have shit that just stands there and they pop out to you because they know you'll pay for it. Yeah, and it's like $9 for a bottle of Coke. Yeah, $9 for a bottle of Coke. $50 for a cheap little flip phone that's a burner phone. Like they know you'll buy shit that you actually need or don't need but it could be useful in the future. Like if you want a traveler's guide, they sell that too. But I bet you that's like five, $10 for a little fucking paper. Right. It's fucked up. They design it to do that. And the food there is expensive. So you know how McDonald's has a dollar menu? Yeah, no, no, no. At the airport, there is no dollar menu. That's how fucked up it is. You're like, wait a minute. I've never heard of a McDonald's without a value menu. Yeah, <laughs> a value where, menu. Like, yeah, where's the goddamn $3 combo go? Or do... This was a game changer for me. Or not a game changer. This was a culture shock. When I went to Galveston Island, Texas, for the very first time in my life, there was not a dollar any size soda there. This is not Colorado or whoever else does it. We had to pay the five bucks for the large fucking thing, dude. It makes you really appreciate what you have. It sucked. (laughs) I was like, damn. You mean I got to get water in a cup? (laughs) But shit, um, it's that time. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, this is the final episode of the year. The next episode will be the beginning of a new era, a new phase. Probably not. I like to talk big words. We'll see what happens. We're getting some serious momentum, and uh, you know, this is this has been fun. I've been enjoying doing this for the last two or so years. I've been happy as hell, and as long as you guys keep listening, we'll keep going. Um, for those of you that are new to this, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard from our mouths, 
If you like what you hear, you can definitely check out our backlog of episodes at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, that is thegreatgirthpodcast.com. I am Tony here with my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, I will see you on the very first episode of season three. Adios.